0: For another exclusive Q&A interview, we got Maya Isabel, recruit of the Lori Nelson Talent and Modeling Agency. She excels from San Antonio. So how did you decide to get into this entertainment industry?
1: Well, I got into this industry when I was 14 and I decided to get into it because I tried everything and I quit everything. I did about just every sport and extracurricular until I joined a pageant when I was 14 and decided that it's pretty cool. I like being on stage, I like talking on a microphone, taking pictures and stuff. And thought modeling was a pretty easy segue from pageantry because pageantry wasn't really for me, but modeling definitely was.
0: Okay, very cool. And uh, you, you were originally from Austin
1: Yes, I was born in Austin. And then my parents moved us, relocated us to San Antonio. A really cool industry in Austin as well. So I work between San Antonio and Austin as often as I can because I still consider Austin to be my home.
0: Okay, very cool. And what do you think was the main part of it that was just fueling your passion for this part of the industry? Was it just, you, you just knew you always had it in you? You always wanted to do something like this? Or did it just kind of just hit you out of stage right. And you were just like, I'm going to stick with this.
1: I think it was a really good combination of everything because I'm an only child and I spend a lot of time alone and I would spend a lot of time making characters and talking to myself and putting on shows or reciting monologues from just different movies and performing for my parents. And So my parents kind of knew I was a little actress in the way that I was just confident to be the center of attention. (laughs) And um, my parents are very big movie people. My whole family are really into acting and movies and just the art of the entertainment industry. So it was always an interest of mine. But it really was when the pageant came that I thought, wow, this is like, I know this is a career. And I think I actually kind of have a shot at it because I enjoy it. I love it. I've loved it even before I knew that it could be a job that I was wanting to pursue. And then it just, it all, it, it all fell into place. It came really naturally and I, I enjoy it more than anything. And I think that's why I've done this for about 10 years now, because it's still fun. I still feel like the little girl that's reciting monologues in my room and performing for my parents.
0: Nice. So you got yeah. all this wonderful, positive reinforcement, you got all the support close from home. Uh, what were some other barriers that you kind of had to just remind yourself, hey, that nothing is ever easy, but I'm up to the challenge?
1: I, I feel like the biggest barrier has always been, and this is actually true in any aspect of my life that I felt was, was like, man, I'm, I'm really hitting a wall. I'm not doing well. It's always been myself interestingly and we're all each other's you know we're all our own biggest critics Mm -hmm. but I've never faced and I'm fortunately I've faced challenges and competition and I feed off of it I think it's fun and it's when especially when it's just healthy competition with me and my friends like oh I, I got the part and we're we're all happy for each other when you got it and you know and things like that but the biggest challenge has always been myself when I didn't feel like I was when I just hit that plateau or when you burn out and you just feel like I need to take a break or no, this isn't feeding me anymore. This is, you know, in fact, taking energy from me. And I just don't feel like this is, this isn't bringing me joy anymore, but the foundation of, of who I am and me and my career has always been a very strong foundation that was rooted in my parents. I, and I know how fortunate I am because of that, because it's a scary industry to say, like, I want to be an actor, dad. And they're like, man, you don't want to be a lawyer? Are you sure? You don't want to, like, maybe try being a doctor? So, like, that's going to be needed. <laughs> but no, as soon as, I, as soon as I said anything of I want to be a marine biologist, I used to want to be. I used to want to be a, mer- a, a chiropractor. They were like, okay, do it. And so when modeling came along, I want to be a model or I want to be an actor. I want to be a photographer. Every single time they said, okay, do it, but you have to do it well and you have to put your entire passion into it. So having that as my backbone, I'm unshakable, you know, when it comes to that, because I got a whole team behind me. So the only thing that's ever brought me down has been myself, but when I get into my head, because once you're in your head, that's kind of it for you, you know, you're tapping out because you're seizing, you're, well, you're not seizing that opportunity, you're, um, building that opportunity, yes <laughs> right. yeah. words you're you're taking that opportunity away from yourself before you even step foot in the audition room you know
0: right and uh just realizing that you know any opportunity knocks and you got to seize each one as much as you can right so in addition to modeling you've also gone into makeup styling and even taught a posing class and done some photography. Um, uh, how did you excel at each of those buildups?
1: Well, <laughs> I don't want to sound like I have, like, such a big head or say, like, I'm just a person of many talents. But it's just, the, you know, the real reason, and I've always said this, is that I've, once I became just so in love with this industry, I knew I always wanted to remain a part of it. So I really loved modeling and then, and acting came hand in hand with that. But then I thought when I was younger, well, people age out of modeling and yes, we have sophisticates. We have all different kinds of models, but I didn't see myself doing modeling forever, but I love this industry and I don't ever want to leave it because it's so fun. It's glamorous. It feeds me artistically. It brings others joy. So I thought, well, I like fashion. I should be a designer. Okay, I'll do that. I really like styling other people and making them feel good. I'll get into styling. I've always had an eye for photography. I like staring at people. I like taking pictures. I'm gonna try doing it behind the camera. And being I, I pride myself on being a professional and I want to help others. I want to see other people win in um in their life. And I also want to make sure people are safe. And so when I started my modeling journey, I was kept pretty safe, thankfully. I've never had too scary of experiences that have could have ended up really badly especially like here in San Antonio or in Texas or anywhere in general there are just scary people you know and so I never had bad experiences and I wanted to make sure that I that nobody ever around me ever had to have that especially like if I have the answer I'm going to give it to you cuz I don't want to make you struggle for it I don't want to I don't want you to have to go through a bad experience to learn that's not right so people started coming to me like me I really like your work I admire you I want to you know learn from you yeah let's all learn from each other so that it all came easy to me because I like doing it and the posing class and teaching younger models or aspiring models children adults men women just all kinds of people yeah like let's all let's all learn and I just like it all I really do like it all so of course I'm going to be good at it because I have a passion and love for it you know
0: right you're uh you're you're just reviewing everything that you got coming up as well as just noting that, hey, uh, I'm in it to win it, but I'm also in it to grow and uh, just assemble everything accordingly as opposed to just kind of going blind each time and hope for the best.
1: <laughs> oh, right. You know, you, we, you should be, be smart about it. It's still a job and it's still, there's still risk and everything. So I, I'm, of course, in it to win it. I'm hungry, but I'm also safe <laughs> and... I think before I do, or at least I try to, and um,
0: yeah, I want to pass that knowledge contained. on to someone
1: else. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right. <laughs> Be hungry, not starving.
0: Yeah, totally. And uh, what have you? What what other kind of big uh, modeling shows are upcoming that you recommend other people kind of try out? Because it seems like there's been just so many reliable ones as well as unreliable ones, like. Dallas is infamous for the John Casablanca's one, which has just been known as just a routine scam. Like even the founder has been dead long time and people are still going to it. And it's like, (laughs) uh, what are some good ones out there that you recommend is just very reliable and have good mentorship?
1: Well, I feel, so we have a really fun event in San Antonio. We have San Antonio fashion week, which is pretty cool. But we have a really fun event called Frida Fest, and I love Frida Kahlo. I, lo- I love art, and Frida Kahlo is one of my favorite artists, and it's really rich in Hispanic culture, obviously. And we have vendors come out, whether they're designers or they're selling their art. But we also have fashion shows, so we have local designers come out, and I am pr- help produce the show. And mm-hmm. I always feel like that's just a really fun opportunity to you know get you warmed up get get used to being on a stage in front of people talking to people all those all those great things i also think another really reliable uh, runway that i do um i'm always a part of is austin fashion week um i just got finished doing austin fashion week and they're really great people good teams there's a lot of potential here in texas there's a lot of potential here in san antonio and in austin And I think we should, we definitely deserve some credit because we've worked hard. There are a lot of people, even still, you know, but there are a lot of people in a lot of agencies, quote unquote, or quote unquote, photographers that run models or have models. And that's just, it's not safe, but we, I think we've done a pretty good job at having a collective of creatives and actual industry professionals. I also do Vancouver Fashion Week. I know that's not the easiest to really people in Texas to really get into is Vancouver fashion week, but that's something else I've done. And I I'm looking forward to doing that again. Um, but yeah, very
0: nice. So uh, what, what are other things for, that you think others should just keep in mind? Cause you know, there's competition. And then there's, like you say, you gotta make sure everyone keeps their egos in checks. What are other things that you think get, uh overlooked that are really a real key to making sure everyone has a thick skin and the best uh, be have a healthy mind before going in and giving this their all and making it consume their time
1: yeah I think that's a really big thing is kind of protecting your mind because it's well you know in the 90s 80s like modeling and or maybe even the film industry was just so cutthroat of course, like '40s, '50s film for women, it was just so cutthroat and very particular. Women were, t- you know, laxative junkies and having eating disorders and all these things. in the '90s as well. And I we think fat shamed, thing,
0: and we did other stuff.
1: Absolutely, yes, it's it's terrible, and I, I'm sure men went through it as well. But I mean, women just have been put through the ringer, and so I think now more than ever, it's really important to push that mental health and how important it is in whatever industry, but especially this one, because ultimately, this is a visual industry, the film industry and the modeling industry, it's all visual, I have to like what I'm looking at. And that doesn't sound too nice. But that's the truth. And so I think we what we have to do, and what younger models or aspiring models have to do is like, understand that this is what it is. I'm accepting it for what it is. It's a visual thing. And if someone likes me, they like the way I look, they like the way I act, whatever, that's amazing. And if they don't, then they just don't. And I have to accept that. But that doesn't change the way that I'm gonna look at myself because there's gonna be a million yeses and there's gonna be just as a million you know, noes. And we can't let that sway us because we, we can't let that define our talent. Because we're not going to get anywhere by doing that. I think having that thick skin is necessary, but also I don't want anyone to push themselves beyond their limits. Because I've done that to where I have to have thick skin. I have to have thick skin. I have to keep going. Just you know, everyone just shut up and let me just work. When I was burning myself out, and I really needed to take a step back and say no, my mental health is kind of suffering. I'm kind of I'm dealing with an eating disorder now. That's not fair to to do to a young body. I mean, I was a teenager, and mental health matters more. And so when I'm managing models as and they're telling me, this is what I want to do. I want to push the envelope or I want to challenge myself. I say, okay, I love that. Let's push the limits. Let's challenge ourselves. Cause we're going to, that's where we're going to find all of the, the best things about ourselves is when we step outside of the box that we're putting ourselves in. But as soon as you feel your mental health has become compromised, I I'm going to cut out as your manager not, not because I'm going to leave you in the dust. Like, oh God, I don't need a mental, a mentally ill person. That's not what I mean. But I want you to take a step back. I want you to cut out from this and reevaluate. Is this what you want? Or let's just maybe you just needed a breather. But as soon as it's compromised, and you feel, you start like questioning your self worth and uh, all of those things, no, we're not curing cancer. I, you know, as lo- as amazing as this industry is, you don't need to kill yourself over it.
0: So you know th- I mean? this has been very eye-opening because this is so true is like uh because right now yes we're definitely in the uh, area of expertise where again yeah we have recruiters who give vague assessments on what they're looking for and can turn you down with just a vague no and yeah w- women are uh, being very mindful of what they're eating sometimes unnecessarily men uh you know are surrounded by a lot of to- toxic masculinity and don't want to come forward with what negative feelings they got towards their right. figure, And then, like you say, we, with social media being dangerous as it can be at times we're having to sort through all the hostile comments sometimes made by bot accounts that are programmed to do just that. And, uh, no company uh, on any social platform seems to know how to combat them, except just do some cleaning up like once right. a year. And so, This has been really cool to just hear you just kind of break down on, again, at the end of the day, if it's not your personal health, then it is just mentally just reevaluating and just realizing, hey, I'm going to give this much, you know, per week. And I know my limit and I know my strengths and I also know my gray area or weakness and I got to focus on that and not, you know, get eaten by the wolves.
1: Right, exactly. And I think that that's also another thing is setting those boundaries for yourself as an actor or a model or or anything, even if it's a stylist or photographer, having those boundaries. And I think when it comes to new rookies in this industry, they don't want to say no to anything because it's like, I'm, I'm not going to get another job. No one's going to want me because I said no, because I don't want to take my clothes off, or I don't want to kiss this person, or I don't want to drink, I don't want to smoke, but I'm going to have to do it because I'm not going to get anything else. That's not true either. Having those boundaries, are you, sure? are you not going to get the smoking jobs? No, you're not, but that's what you wanted. So you set those boundaries. Are you not going to get the ones where you have to take your top off? No, and you don't want them anyway. So you're weeding these things out and have and you still have a voice. Everyone needs to know that they have a voice. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. If they have to get another model, that's what the industry is. You know, you can do it. Okay, that's okay, but industry has to keep moving. I'm going to get another model. And that's where you kind of have to have the thick skin of like, okay, it's just, you know, taking, replacing one, replacing one, replacing one. But you set that boundary for a reason and you're respecting yourself and you're showing yourself that I matter more than a job that is going to put me in a compromised position.
0: This is so true. I, I feel like so many people, mentorships and even just classes don't ever seem to want to talk about what really matters, which is the paperwork, the NDAs, the indicating, uh, you know, just yes, confirming I mean, what's in contract. That
1: too, you had, and yes. And there's a, as fun and glamorous, because of all the makeup, the costumes of the, the pictures, all of that, it's fun, right? It's a, a glamorous thing, but there, this is still a business, no matter what, this is a business that has money, And legalities. And if you don't understand those, man, yikes, you have to. And anything that's put into words is a contract. Whether there's a lawyer present or not, if you're putting it into words, it's a contract. And And you have to abide, you have to, to write to be used either for good or for bad. And that's why you need to have your own contract. I want I urge models to have a contract for yourself. Me, Mia Isabella has a contract to say. I'm not doing these like you're going to be hiring me for a project and I'm not going to do this but we are agreeing to do xyz but not abc and we sign it right. we both sign it
0: connect and, the dots la 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 la. right
1: same <laughs> thing with same thing with um photography photographers have obviously um contracts for, for their things. We all, it's, it's all legal and you have to models really need to understand that same thing with photographers need to know that they own the copyright and models need to know the photographers own the copyright, meaning they can do whatever they want with their pictures. And you have to be able to, you, you need to have that wisdom and knowledge to, to know who you're working with, do your research and be smart about it because they own that copyright and I can do whatever I want with your image. And understand your state laws. Texas is a one, excuse me, uh, Texas is a uh, one-party consent state, meaning I can be recording something if we're doing a photography session, but it happens to be boudoir, but I feel like recording it and posting it, I can. Even though I'm videoing you, I was still in the room. So therefore, I gave my consent and I only needed one person's consent. Models need to understand that.
0: That, that's what so true. Trust? I, I used to work at DFW Airport, and they frowned on any recording of any kind. But I definitely knew that it would have some legal backing, and I kind of wish I had done that because <laughs> there were a lot of toxic people working in some of the airport facilities. So it's so cool yeah. that you know, you you have know, done this homework. Uh, I've seen a lot of uh, video and music people start learning that they have to. You know, for people who steal their material or uh, basically hold their footage hostage, they sometimes have to reevaluate it and to root out the scumbags who and right. get invited, they have to explicitly state, you will be compensated upon completion. So there is no, I paid you, and then you stopped answering my texts, and now I still don't have anything done. And so right. that is cool that you, you know, even post me too, we've had some of these modeling groups weed out some sleazy photographers and other people who can't seem to know what trade for print or paid model shoots actually indicate. And other sites have started taking down certain people who have been inactive or uh, have a bad you know, rating by other users right. who utilize their services. This is cool that you've been able to elaborate upon uh, many who are just finally getting the bigger picture and just saying, you know, this is more than just a contest where you're in it to win it. This is more we are professionals. We answer to again the terms of use, and if you're not going to play ball, you'll. It's not hard to blacklist you. You know,
1: exactly right. Exactly. Or just there, there's a group of people that just want to take pictures. Cool. That's not what I'm about. I'm a professional. And I need I need writing I need words I need promises I need hard deadlines all all of these things. And if we're just having fun me and you, cool. We're just having fun. And I need to get out of that mentality. But I need to know what character I'm playing because if you try, because don't mess with me when it comes to legal stuff. You know what I mean? And. That. I need I want everybody to be safe all legal it really isn't so you need everything you have to have a receipt a picture of something with a signature that has metadata you know all of that
0: totally and instead of letting the worst possible surprise just you know explode in your face You just make yeah, sure everything's plugged
1: in yeah I had a friend when I had first started modeling he was kind of um he was like the first face you see when you get to this agency and very sweet man. And he was telling me about an experience that he did a photo shoot with a photographer and this photographer ended up not being that trustworthy. And he sold my friend, my, the model's pictures to a porn site. And it, he, he was able to merge these photos as if he, as if he did porn and he didn't, but his other agency that he was with his larger market agency caught wind of those and was like, "This is against the contract that you and I have, and i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to take you off I'm gonna have to break our contract because we don't have models that do porn and when he never did it, but that photographer owns the copyrights, and he can do whatever he wants with those images, so sometimes it's really not about relationship, and y'all think y'all are buddy buddy still gotta have still gotta have a contract because this is all."
0: People can be bought and you got to sometimes just ask a hard answer. Just saying, what are you thinking of using this for before we shoot? Cause I can't have any ifs or buts. And if you're, and you know, my father would always tell me when accepting any job, there's yes, and there's everything else. If They don't give you a hard yes. In addition to a handshake and a written signature, then they got no trustworthy word. And so that is cool that you can read between the hard lines and like you say, it, sometimes the agency's hand will be forced and just say, hey, I'm, you know, I am know it's not on you, but technically this breaks our terms of use and we can't show right. any favoritism or forgiveness. And so we did the best for you, but unfortunately they did copyright it and you didn't ask a few additional questions on what they were going to utilize it for or sell free to use images. And I'm seeing, that's cool that you brought that up because I have seen, even just certain free-to-use music sites start copywriting certain stuff, even though they previously said, you know, this is free-to-use music for commercials Mm -hmm. or what have you, whether it's commercial or nonprofit gain. And same thing with, like you say, photos. It's like you got to sometimes look real hard at the copyright. And uh, I've even seen other photographers sometimes just lose their stuff over some of their photos being taken when they're not even all that well known to begin with. And it's like, but at the (laughs) same time, you do have to just put the watermark if you don't want it to be used. We'll return after these messages. Hello, and welcome to Culture Shocked, the pop culture podcast brought to you by four aging millennials and our outdated opinions. Join us every Tuesday as we discuss movies, TV, games, and even music new and old. Dude, what do you think you're doing? Are you seriously trying to record a promo without us right now? Well, uh, yeah. Dude, you can't just do the promo by yourself. Who's gonna listen to that? Yeah, and you probably haven't even told them that we're a pop culture podcast where we always agree on everything. Uh, For instance, the Sam Raimi trilogy easily being the best of the Spider-Man movies. No, no. But I think we can all agree that Jaws is a classical masterpiece. Mm, Nope, don't like that. But we do all agree that the sequel trilogy of Star Wars is the best in the Skywalker saga, right, guys? That comment is so ridiculous. I don't even know where to Anyways, uh, that'll do it from all of us here at Culture Shock. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, Give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say, Breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at Brentfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win Show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world, and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always, am I the winner? (laughs) Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like Robocop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. We let things pile up in the DVR. We add them to our queues. We wait for the DVDs and Blu-rays. We time shift. The Time Shifters podcast. Now back to the feature presentation so um overall um would you say you've had a lot of reward from this career choice
1: oh absolutely i i I wouldn't be here if I didn't feel any rewards still i i still love my job and i love that i'm growing within seems the, to be. we took some turns and other things popped up that i didn't think i'm sorry what
0: uh it seemed like uh we were getting an internet delay
1: oh okay can you hear me
0: yeah yeah i, I can hear you now Yeah, if you could just oh. uh, repeat that real fast i apologize oh, okay. yeah
1: um i'm very happy within my industry i'm growing and new things have popped up today that I didn't even think I would be part of, but I am. And I'm, I'm extremely happy. And I'm, I feel I've reached some sort of success and I'm excited to strive for more and greater and bigger and more, just everything. Um, it's been, it's been a good journey so far and I'm excited to keep going. Cause I'm far from done.
0: Okay. Well, that's very encouraging. So, uh, any other talent schools or uh, uh, tips and tricks and startup kits that you recommend many use who would want to pick a similar career field to you?
1: Well, for Texas-based models, I recommend myself. I'm a model uh I help manage models. My dream is to have my own Even management better. one day. <laughs> <laughs> to have my own management one day. Um, but I recommend myself as a posing coach. I assist with photographers who just need help adjusting their models I, uh, and styling. I also teach walks and model bags and all those things, uh, the, the foundation to get a good foundation of that. Um, as far as a other posing school, I was really fortunate to train with Coco Rocha. She's a supermodel, um, in New York. And I attended Coco Rocha model camp and that is That's cool. Was just even more knowledge. And if you really want to take your modeling journey seriously, I highly recommend applying for that. You do have to get approved, but uh, it's a great opportunity and I recommend finding who you look like and try and emulate those looks first and looking in the mirror and posing a million different ways or find at agencies, look at actors that you really like and see what you can do that's possibly like them and go from there
0: Be inspired, but be more than just a copycat. Actually find out what makes them tick. And that's pretty cool. And this is cool that you're recommending, you know, everyone just kind of start looking for references and what have you. And because again, yes, it's just kind of like how there was many softwares that people would use to create stuff just as much as there was do-it-yourself tutorials. uh, It's just cool that, we all have so many options for any kind of business growth. There's just Mm -hmm. as many people you can hire and 50 to 400 bucks later, it's there and you're, you now have ownership of it versus uh, take a class versus do it yourself. You know, 50 YouTube videos later. There's so
1: many resources now. There's no excuse at this point (laughs) to not have what you're wanting. You know,
0: people are using anything from a new Uh, phone app to any kind of Instagram color correcting tool and you you have to basically know as much as the industry secrets as you do just uh, the day-to-day process that you are already uh, trying to learn so that that is cool that you're trying to compress that all together and uh, make everyone become reacquainted with why they even want to do this in the first place
1: You still have to have. You still have to enjoy your job. I hope. I and I'm sure there's people with a nine to five or a corporate job that enjoy it. And I hope that they do. This is again. I keep saying this is a fun industry because it is. It's visual. It's it's silly and it's just all of the crazy ideas that live in people's heads that get to be manifested into the real life. You should have fun and like it and. And join if you don't, stop and try something else, and that's okay. Turns out might be behind the scenes is easier for you or better for you, and you want to be a prop master or a director or a cameraman or a technician, something like that. I love film, but I want to be behind the scenes. That's cool, too, and it can spark a new passion.
0: That's a very good point because it does seem like many, you know, it's kind of like with customer support they expect magic and like instant results and unfortunately many things go in waves or you know there is not a predetermined destiny there is no just instant uh, sensation that happens overnight and so if you're getting frustration take a break and find a secondary you know realm of employment or something else to clear your head and while you plan your next move so that that is a good good suggestion because there's so many people who are now having to realize they got to work two to three different jobs just to make ends meet. And sometimes they got to remind themselves, you're not alone. You're not the only one having to do something like this or.
1: Yeah. They don't call them starving artists for nothing.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Even the person who were like, Oh, you lucky dog. How'd you get this gig? You know that they didn't expect it. And whether or not they made any use of it or mentally grew as a person, you know, that's, that's on them. And So that is cool that you're just recommending is like just, you know, reevaluate, keep outlining what you want to do next instead of just, you know, letting just some kind of fate happen to you and then continually getting underwhelmed and disappointed. Right. (laughs) So this has been a delight. Um, Where can people find you on social platforms?
1: So on Facebook, it's just my name, Mia Isabella. I post some work on there, but I mostly post my portfolio and different projects on my Instagram, which is m.isabella, I-S-A-B-E-L-L-A underscore. I have a TikTok, which I'm not that great at. So let's not follow it till I get a little bigger.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah it's, Instagram is mostly what I do. I have an email, but my email is linked to my Instagram if anybody wants to get a hold of me.
0: Okay, well, very cool. Thank you for this enlightening chat.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I really enjoyed talking to you.
0: Absolutely. Uh, this is what we aim to do with these interviews is like, I, I just said this year is like, if I'm going to interview people, there better be some very cool insight. And I better ask all kinds of people in any kind of industry and it better not just be, you know, uh, by the numbers, you know, waiting for everyone to stop talking so you can talk next. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: I hope I, I hope I did. Okay. I was kind of nervous. Not going to lie. I've never done a podcast, but I was super excited when oh, you really? asked me. I, yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, we, we aim to make everyone comfortable and there'd be no you know uh it be surprises so yeah
1: <laughs> yeah, it was great
0: okay stelter Well, thanks for being on here
1: <laughs> all right thank you so much
0: follow us on the web on facebook twitter and instagram